I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Neil Anderson. Welcome to my podcast. This is Return to Real, Honest Health and Fitness. And I'm here today with Emily Nelson. Yes. Now, you might not have heard Emily Nelson, but you have heard of what she's done. This is the co-creator, co-business owner of... Uh, of high fitness. Yep, that's who I am. Tell us about high fitness. What exactly is First of all, thanks for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Any chance I get to share and talk about fitness and what I love, I I always jump at that. So thank you. Okay, tell us what high fitness is. Everybody's listened to this will already know. Well, I don't know about that. You couldn't go anywhere in Utah right now without knowing about high fitness and I'm guessing it's expanding. Yeah, yeah. So basically what high fitness is is it's a group fitness format, but what we've done is we've taken old school aerobics and brought it back in a new original way. So in in a class, it's all body weight, no machines, no equipment. You take your body weight through, you know, you start with a warm up, toner, then you peak the heart rate with cardio, bring it back down with a toner. We have cardio pushes, we have bar tracks. It just kind of follows that hit training like that is so popular now, but at the same time, you're doing those old school aerobics fitness moves set to fun music that you know and love. Is that where it came from? Is old school? Um, a little bit. So my business partner and I, Amber Zenith, when when we went to create this we wanted to create a class that was as intense as it was fun. So we'll probably get to kind of more of the backstory, but that was kind of where we were coming from. We knew that we needed, as we went out, we were going to all these conventions and things. We're like, why is everybody complicating dance fitness? Like it's getting funkier and dancier. And the general public walks in and they're like, they're scared of that. And we're like, why can't you have the fun of that? Yeah. The fun of that with by simplifying it. So literally every one of our routines, although some people may watch it for a second and be like, oh, that's choreography. It's four to five moves per song. That's it. And it's basically, if you took out kind of some of the fun, it would be squats and lunges and burpees and side to sides. But the base movement comes from those aerobics, old school, high knees, you know, the ponies, all of that. Did they do burpees and that back in in the old schools? No, no, that's that's the new school part. But the way we kind of changed it is they used to kind of just like all of a sudden jump to the ground. They were doing like leg lifts and then they'd jump back. Like it was kind of erratic. I mean, we're crazy, but there's kind of a system to the whole thing. I love this because I am old school. Mm -hmm. Like I remember remember, this stuff. This was was my day. I started in 94. I was started working in a gym in 94. So I used to see this stuff all the time. Um, Really high impact stuff, lots of jumping around, and that stuff kind of went away. Why? Um, I'm not quite sure, like why why it went away. Like, so the thing about Amber and I, the reason why we want to bring it back is, so I lived in Canada for three years. That's how we met. Um, my work, I moved there for my husband's job. But now, when people ask why'd you move to Canada, I'm like to meet Amber. I mean, I don't know what else to say because. Now it's like a whole part of my life, but we moved there for my husband's job. And of course, the first place I went was to find a gym because naturally that's the most important thing. So I walk in this (laughs) gym and I get a tour from none other than Amber on that first day. And she's like, oh, you're from Utah. My dad's from Utah. Her dad actually lives here. And we just kind of talked. And this was the beginning of relationship. I ended up being the fitness director at that gym. She did 
memberships and different things. And at that gym, one of the biggest classes there was still high-low aerobics. And one of the originals, so Helen Vanderberg, what, she was... What was the date? When, when did I move there? Yeah, so... When okay, you were so doing that this. was in 2007 when I met her. That's pretty old school. They mm-hmm. didn't have that stuff around. It disappeared. Yeah, it disappeared. In the late 90s. Yeah, so they did all still like the building 32 counts, which is what you saw in the old school aerobics, like okay. building the sequences. And so we were introduced that through her and kind of were like, and then it kind of fades out. You never see it anywhere else. Never. And so when, um, so Amber, her background, she has zero dance, like zero. She did yoga and different things. Um, she was a dirt biker, like all that stuff. And then I have a dance background. I danced from when I was three till never stopped. Okay. So, um, we are up there teaching all these classes. Like, I mean, I've done everything, you know, from, except for yoga. That's the only thing I probably haven't certified in once, but, um, just all these different classes. I was teaching the step, Bosu. I always say my first class was step class at the Calgary JCC. So that's pretty old school. That's <laughs> Even, awesome yeah, school. It was so fun. I love fun. hearing things like Bosu. Uh, yeah. So go back to it. We had boot camp where I was at. We mm-hmm. had ab class. Do you remember 30-minute oh, ab yeah, classes? Totally. Those were cool. I think somebody needs to bring that back. I know. They brought them back in kind of different ways, but just the original straight up. Yeah. So, yeah, I did like... The BOSU, the STEP, I've done the TRX, the boot camps, um, the high-low, everything. And so in Canada, everything kind of hits later. So Zumba was a huge craze here in the U.S., and it was starting to come to Canada. And I was like, Amber, like, if we're going to stay up on the trends, like, I'm getting Zumba certified, and you should do that. And she's like, no, there's no chance I'm going to do this. And I said, I'll give you my— Because she doesn't have a dance background. She has no dance background. Yeah, it's tough to do. I've tried it. Yeah, I mean, she's coordinated, but, like, she's like, there's no way— and you have to make up a lot of your own stuff. So from someone that doesn't have that background, that would be so hard. And so I was like, I'll just give you my routines. You'll be fine. Um, what I didn't know at that point is that she had been struggling and finding her way in the fitness world and she didn't have confidence. And I kind of was that person who was like, you can do this. Let's do this. And yeah, she, all you dancers, you know your way around all of that stuff. You, you don't care. Yeah. Like I trained dancers for years yeah, and yeah. years. And the thing about it is you can point and click those girls. They, they'll they just go anywhere, do anything. They they have such body awareness and presence of mind in those types of, of situations. Yeah, I was like, they why not? Yeah. Why not? Let's just do it. And um, and I don't know if growing up I have um, three sisters. I always say four because my sister-in-law is like my sister. But um, I never have been competitive with women. That doesn't like. I honestly, I'm like, yeah, there's room for all of us. And so that in my right. mind, she didn't have that. Like, I was like, let's do this. And and even now, the way we run our company, we believe there's room for every fitness format, everything. Like, people need variety. They need stuff. Like, just because we do high fitness doesn't mean it's the end-all, be-all. We just believed that at the time, we have a niche that we want to fill. So I kind of was like the cheerleader behind her. And so I moved back to Utah. We would, we started, whenever people start something and they're like, oh, how'd you get your classes so big? We literally taught in a community center. This was even, not even high. We taught dance fitness in a community center to three people, which were our family. Like everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. We're like, we'll pay you if you come right. to our class. It's going to be really good. And it's excruciating to <laughs> yeah. teach to one three, or two oh, people. I, I mean, I've done it. One of my favorite stories is even after I started high fitness, I did my at the time, it was the biggest class. We were on a Harmon's rooftop. There were 150 people. And the next day, I went to teach this class in a new gym. Guess how many people showed up? One. Ouch. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach that girl like I taught 150. Because 
they don't care, you know, but it's to pull the energy from that is just crazy. So I love your thoughts on that. We, mm-hmm. I've seen instructors come in and when there was one or two people, they just canceled the class. Mm-hmm. They can't do it. They sit up the front and they're like, well, I, I'm not getting the energy from you folks. There's only two of you. Mm-hmm. Like you can scream and yell all you want. I'm just out. And they'll leave. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this together. Like when I've had a really small class, I'm I'm not going to yell at you for an hour. Like, we're going to do this together. Like, that. kind of like a personal training type, you know, like right. together rather than me staring at you like that. So um, I moved back to Can Got that wrong. I moved back to Utah, Amberstain, Canada. And I think people think we were like the best of friends. Honestly, she's 10 years older than me. We did have babies at the same time together up there. But we were work acquaintances. We weren't like best, best friends. We just kind of did this fitness thing together. And I moved back and she kept doing it and we would stay like keep in contact and I'd send her routines and then she would dumb them down. So what I'd send her and she kind of broke off at that point. She'd been kind of in a toxic gym situation. She broke off from that and was just doing kind of her own thing. What she realized is that people really loved, we would bounce back ideas like it was all cardio. What about, you know, adding some toning elements and different things. So she and I would pass back these things and she said, um, so we're going to start our own thing and it's going to be called high fitness. She said this. Yeah. She said that to us. She, she said, we're going to start this. And literally the logo came to her like a lightning bolt, which for those of you that don't know what our light, our logo is, it's high with H with the lightning bolt as the I. So it came to her like a lightning bolt and she's like, and at the time I was two weeks postpartum. My husband had just lost his job and I was like, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think so. I was so comfortable. I was teaching. I was comfortable in a small way. You know what I mean? I was teaching at my local gyms, all sorts of classes, all the Les Mills, all the dance fitness, all the everything, TRX. And I was comfortable. I had huge followings. People liked me as an instructor. And I was I was scared to give that up. And that, like, what will people think? They love my classes. They'll be so scared. So I went up to visit her. And she was like, she says she always knew. She wasn't going to do this without me. So she just needed me to kind of come around. So I went up and visited her. And we did like a class together and I was like, I I remember, so we met my husband and I and her and we're in a car (laughs) and we chatted it all out and then we're driving home from Canada, which if you know that drive, it's very long. What part of So we were in Alberta in Calgary, yeah. And we called her and we're like, we're in. I knew, like I knew probably before that, there was like nothing in me that could deny that this is what I was supposed to do and what we were supposed to do, despite that that was nothing I had planned for my life, like not even close. My husband was supposed to be the entrepreneur. He was the one that always wanted to own a company. I liked being a mother and teaching dance fitness, fitness on the side. That was never my intention. But what we had planned for this and how we wanted to change and uproot the fitness industry, not just fitness, culture, everything, I knew like this is what I was supposed to do. And despite how hard it's been as being a mother and in my life and being pulled away from all those things that I love, never once have I ever doubted that this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. I want to go behind the curtain on some of that Mm -hmm. stuff because you fascinate me. So I'm a businessman too and and I've built a little gym and a fitness system. And I want to get in your head in a minute. First of all, I want to talk about you. Like, who are you? You were walking through the KSL studios. And you're going, yeah, I have a degree in in Broadcast journalism. journalism. Yeah. <laughs> what? So That's I should be good at this. <laughs> yeah. I know I always say doing. every time I do a TV interview, I should be really good at this or, 
you know, these sorts of things. But I always say I do use my degree every day because I'm performing literally in front of a crowd. That's how I feel every time I teach a class. That's how I treat it. But I actually grew up in Davis County where I now live. I'm like, oh, I'm back. I'm one of those people. But I'm sorry. I've turned my husband into a Davis County person. So it's good. Um, but I grew up there. By one of these people, what that means is <laughs> those of us that know about Davis County is you never leave Davis yeah, County. Yeah, once you're in there. In fact, we just bought a lot. So my husband suckered in real Real tight now. We're stuck there. But I grew up there. Um, just I've always, my, my whole family's into fitness. If you know, my dad ran ultra marathons. My mom's still coming to my classes, five neck surgeries later, like just from life and back. And we're all addicted to fitness. We love it. I grew up in a house, but I danced mostly growing up. And then when I went to college, I was like, I can't dance anymore. Like just, I was so burned out of 5 a.m. dance practices. And I just went to school and just kind of, that's when fitness really took place of that dance love was fitness. Yeah. And so that's where I began it. And I, I had told my mom when we were moving to Canada, because I was like a group fitness junkie before I ever taught it. She's like, well, what are you going to do for a job? And I'm like, well, I'm going to teach fitness. She's like, that's not a job. Yeah, what are you going to do for a real job? <laughs> I know. And I'm like, so now I was like, look at me now, mom. I made it into <laughs> a real job. So like literally when I went up there <laughs> and I did the gym of the interview, I mean, like walked around and they're like, yeah, it's $150, which at the time I was coming from Utah where it was like 20 bucks a month. And I was right. like, yeah, that ain't going to fly. We were like newly married, you know, like that was crazy. We just uprooted across the country. I was like, I can't afford that. So I just got myself a job there. At the time, I don't think I had a visa or anything, but I just worked my way in and got a job. And the next thing I knew with my background and marketing and stuff like that, I weaseled my way into the fitness director job. <laughs> but when I first started before that is when I started getting just doing any education, fitness education, um, all what the certifications. What was your first certification? I mean, just the basic. They call it AFLCA up there. AFLCA. Not like the AFA or the ACA. So the I got thing. the AFA and the ACE yeah. like early on. Yeah. And they, they call theirs AFLCA. AFLCA. And it's intense up there. Like I feel like it's easier down here. Up there they're right. like. Right. I think I went to a weekend seminar. Yeah. And at the very end, the only thing, the thing I respect about the AFA mm-hmm. was that they had us actually do something. Yeah. I went to the ACE. I just read the book. I went and took the test and I'm a certified trainer now. Yeah. Right. That was 94. That's why I struggle. Like I get why people need it, like the state certification, but I also am like real world experienced. Like I've seen both sides of the good and bad of it. Like I get why it's required at gyms, but I also have seen people that are way better who don't have it. So I'm. Yeah. I only see the bad. Yeah. I know. I, I don't love it. Yeah. That I, personal real, like anyway, so we did all that. And then I think my first classes were step high, low, like kind of, you know, choreography. High, low. Tell me what that is. You've said that a couple so times. So it's high, low is like aerobics. Like they do a combo, like grapevine, ham curl, walk forward and back, but it's not like set to the music, like how we do it. Like it's more like you're to account. Yeah. Kind of like on a step aerobics, how you would like add combos. Yeah. It's without the step. And I did like the bender ball. I mean, do you guys, you know, there's a whole certification for that. You know what? The, the, the bender ball. Aren't they like the little ball? Like, that you oh, put in. Like it's kind of like a little pilo- tiny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what is the name of that? The bender ball. Is that the bender ball? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, they might be called something else. What yeah. about those slide discs? I think they were part of that certification too. The like, you can just oh, where you put your hands on yeah, and you can you do can, the, uh-huh. the wide push up uh-huh. and slide them uh-huh. out and then you, yeah, yeah. That was rough. I've tried those. <laughs> yeah, they're not fun. <laughs> no. I think I carried like I have like twenty four of them like in a thing forever, and right. finally they're at my house. My husband's like, "Can we get rid of these?" I was like, "Okay, yeah, I guess." Coming soon to a high fitness near yeah, you. Yeah, hey, you never know. 
<laughs> so uh, the things that I cued off on mm-hmm. a minute ago is kids. You said mm-hmm. having kids. Yeah. You're a mom. I'm a mom of three now. When I started this, um, when Amber and I started Hyphen, it's like really we're like, we're going to do this. Logos, you know, lawyers involved, everything. Um, my my second daughter was six months old. So I had a five-year-old. Maybe she was four. I don't know. I'm confused. And a six-month-old at the time. Yeah. And it, it was just Amber and I running the business from the tech to the the website, answering questions to the, all the trainings, all the master classes, just the two of us. Watch so. this. So from Instagram today, I, mm-hmm. I posted this morning. I was like, anybody have some questions for Emily? And then I got two. And mm-hmm. they're, they're similar. The first one was from the White Witch. She says, uh, how do you do it all? Working mom, travel. Do you do a lot of traveling? I do. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. In the beginning, I was traveling so much because anytime we did a certification, I'd have to go. Um, now it's like for different things. Like people bring me in for events or we just did some media stuff, a media tour. Um, so like the month of November, I was like gone like every weekend. And it's so, so How hard on me. How do you that? How do you do that with kids? My husband. Okay. <laughs> just covers. Um, my husband and Zach, who's Amber's husband, are like the most supportive husbands you could ever ask for. They never like belittle us or be like, oh, you're leaving again. In fact, we'll be the ones that will be like, oh, I can't leave again. And they'll be like, yes, you're going to be awesome. Everything's great. I'm so proud of you. Like they are our biggest fans and our biggest cheerleaders. And honestly, we couldn't do that without them because mom gill is real. Like it's yeah. so real. Like even I used to teach a lot more night classes. Now I've kind of cut that. Is And my daughter, my oldest would like cry. And instead my husband would be like, aren't you so proud of your mom? Like just right there, like that flips the script completely. Like she's going out and doing this and building this for us, for our family. And it could totally be the reverse, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't do it all. Like I don't cook. My husband does most of the cooking. Um, I'm not like the crafty birthday party. I'm just like either I'm there with them hanging out and I work from home with my kids on me all day long. Does he work outside of the house? He did up until just a couple months ago. Okay. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Tough schedule. Look, look at this one. Um, how many classes a day do you or a week do you personally teach? So I've cut it down to just one class a day. I'm all about like, I don't, I don't believe in over-exercising. Like right. I believe that you but should you do one build class. A business. But yeah, so there, in fact, I used to teach a double and I was like, it was all the way I was pregnant with my son. And then I quit it after and I was like, wait a second. Did I see that that's a pretty recent thing? Your yeah. son is pretty recent. Like yeah, I, yeah. I was looking on your Instagram and there was yeah. like this little baby. I'm like, yeah. no way. Yeah. So I was pregnant. I taught and ran the business the whole time sick pregnant which was so hard. I was sick the entire nine months and kept my classes, including a double. But, and then I um, had him um, and he didn't sleep. It's kind of been hard. And my dad had a health scare last year. So I like to say that 2019 pretty much rocked my entire world. Like I look back and I'm like, I was just doing everything. I kept running the business. I kept doing everything. But like January 2nd, 2019, my dad almost died. He was in the ICU. I slept at the hospital, meaning I didn't sleep. I'd come home. I didn't have a sleeping baby. I'd go teach all my classes. And I'm like, I don't even know. But it just goes to show you can do hard things. Like when you have passion. I mean, I obviously had passion about my father, passion about my baby, passion about my business. And it's a time and a season. So it's not my fondest time. (laughs) I like you. 
Oh, thanks. I like you. You're a fighter. I'm, I'm here with Emily Nelson, um, the co-creator of High Fitness. Some questions that I want to get into So, mm-hmm. um, in the next segment. I want to take, will you take us behind the curtains? Tell us how you built this business. Yeah. Like, yeah. how'd you start it off? I understand the history of it, but what did you do specifically? And then there's some some criticisms, and, and yeah. would you feel comfortable of kind course. of talking about some of that? Always. All right. I'm Neil Anderson, and this is Return to Real. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor... You'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back to Return to Real. I'm Neil Anderson, and I'm here with Emily Nelson, the originator, one of the co-creators of High Fitness. Now, you know of High Fitness. There's Everybody's doing High Fitness in the Valley. So this is an honor for me as a business guy in the fitness business to talk with you. Oh, thank you. What a fun segment we had last segment. Learned all about you. Learned all yeah. about High Fitness. Now, will you take me behind the curtain? How did you build this? So you go to Canada. You're talking to Amber. Um yeah, Amber, thanks, sorry. And you two are like, we're starting a business. Yeah. What is step number one all the way to now? I know, everyone's like, how do you just how start you a it? fitness class? I'm all, uh, good question. I don't know. Honestly, we knew, okay, so when we started it, we wanted to fill a niche. We wanted a class to be as fun as it was hard. So we wanted a class where people could come get a killer workout. They didn't need, you know, you, sometimes you go to dance fitness and then you leave and you're like, okay, now what? Like get a killer workout, but also leave with so much more than that, like the endorphins and the fun and this music and the energy. So we wanted to create that, but we also more than that wanted to create a culture where people came and they felt like they belonged and they didn't have to look a certain way or be a certain way. So at the time, um, so this was about five, five and a half years ago. Instagram was just barely hitting kind of at a, a fast rate. And in the fitness world on Instagram, all you saw was ab shots. You should look this way. You should still, be this way. Still, I know it's, it's getting terrible. a little better. <laughs> but we said we will never have ab shots. We will never have before and afters that talk about how good they look. It'll be about the change from the inside out. Um, we just wanted to create a community and a culture that just, you know, welcomed anyone. And when you came in by yourself, you left, you know, a couple months later with 50 friends. Because that's new. Back mm-hmm. in the 80s, in the 90s, when, when I was coming up, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. the you'd go in there and it was really a fashion show. Yeah. And you had to be wearing the right things. Your hair had to be done just right. It was a dog eat dog. Not everybody felt welcome to go in. Yeah. Even after I'd started high, I remember I went to this um, 
bar studio, which I'll say I love bar classes, so I'm not saying, but I went to this particular studio and here I am, been in the fitness industry for a long time and I own a fitness company and I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, you I was like, intimidated. Eh. It's and, weird. And like, this is, I'm the oldest person here and I'm 34. What's going on? Like, I just felt so uncomfortable and I get that I can't stop that from happening, especially like there's places here in Utah where you do your best to create a culture and but people feel uncomfortable and keeping up but we Amber and I to the core of our being and still in our classes like people that come to my classes who have been with me for us I'm Emily their instructor to them I'm not Emily the creator of high fitness because I treat every class like I'm just like I'm an instructor right like any other instructor high fitness instructor fitness instructor and so we wanted to create that that culture that community where you know, our Instagram made people feel excited and welcomed rather than like, oh, I got to look this way. I got to be one of our biggest things is people say, when I lose 10 pounds, I'll come. And we're like, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know. Anything. And you're like, um, how about you just come as you are in your husband's T-shirt? We don't care. Yeah. Like, or I can just drop kick you. That's ridiculous. Yeah, thing to I know. Say. It's like, do you want to ever get fit? Because if you say that, it's not. So honestly, we were like, okay, hey, our husband's in. We're in. Okay, we're doing this. Literally, I went back to my boss at the gym I was teaching. I said, so um, I'm not going to be teaching my dance fitness classes anymore. I'm going to be teaching a class called High Fitness, and it's going to be awesome. And right at the gym. So you just walk in and be like, this is what's going on. I down. mean, at the t- luckily, I had a good following, and they trusted me, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's a whole other story. I don't know if they liked it or didn't like it, but they went with it because I said- They didn't like it. I'm just speaking for them. I yes. can tell you right now, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't like it, but they- but what are you going to do? I was going to walk. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, You're, I was going to walk. going to walk with you too. Yeah, they're yeah. going to come with me. And so- Oh, by the way, I'm just down the road at this other <laughs> yeah. similar facilities. Yeah. So I just said, so this is what I'm going to do. And literally from the ground up, this is as grassroots as I get. I taught, I did teach my one class a week there, you know, switched out the class. Then I rented a local studio, taught there. It started getting popular. People were driving from Salt Lake and they said, well, we want you to do a class out there. I said, okay, if you get me five people, I'll come. So I went out to Holiday, taught a class there, and then had 10 people, then 15, then 20. We grew out of that At studio. At the same place? At the same place, okay, yeah. So now you're in two places. Three. Three places. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Just like me teaching. Yeah. And, and Amber's up in Canada doing the same thing, building, building. And we had a goal. We said, so before we obviously to set up a company, we had copyrighted our logo yeah. and we'd set up a website. Well, did we have a website? Yeah, <laughs> I think we had a website. But I remember when we first went to the first marketing company we went to, they cleaned up our logo a little bit. So when Amber had made it, it was actually like when she'd first come up with it, it was a three tone lightning bolt. We ended up doing it into like a two too jaggy, whatever you want to say. It's hard to say without. Um, so we met them and they were like, okay, so it's this much money. And we go so do you take monthly payments and they like looked at each other and they're like yeah i i guess we can do that we've never and we said we literally taught classes to pay off the website and the marketing people so we would each make our money you know teaching our classes how are people paying for this so at the gym i just got paid like you know here yeah you're however much it is 30 bucks something like that i just got paid that but then um i one thing about us we always want to be cheap and cherry fitness like you know, not devalue, but like make it accessible. So in drop-in classes, I mean, I think at the time I was doing like $6 drop-ins um, and people would just come drop in at the different studios. I would rent it, you know, for $30 an hour and then they just drop in and pay the money. And that's how I made money. Um, at the time, there were no other instructors. So I made pretty good money when it got popular. I'm always like, yeah, that was, you know, and that's the thing when we certified instructors, I'm like, if I was in this to make gain for myself, 
to be a celebrity by myself teaching this and make money, I wouldn't certify other people. I, right. Amber and I are like, let's get forever. out of the limelight. Yeah. We want these people to soar. And so literally people started driving from Utah County up to my Salt Lake class. They started to get really big. And we had a goal of hosting our first training in January of 2015. Um, and we did it, and 16 people signed up. I don't know how they so trusted us. <laughs> so eventually, it turns into this thing. You're like, we're gonna we're gonna certify others. That was always our plan from the get go. From the yeah. Get-go. So we said we'll start teaching this, gaining popular. We had so much confidence in what we were doing. Yeah, it's a good product. We knew it's a good thing. Like we were like, we know that there's a niche, there's a need for this in the fitness industry because. We want to dumb it down for people. Four I to five moves. Hearing about it like five years ago, and people were like, "You got to come this do this new thing." I'm like, "That doesn't sound that new." <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But they were so electrified by it. They yeah. loved the thought of it. And they're like, "We dance around and it's fun." I'm like, <laughs> You're like, yeah, haven't they always been doing I that? Know. I think it's, but it did um, disappear. It was gone for 20 years. Yeah, and it's just yeah, like. It sounds weird because I'm like not saying that it, there wasn't this in the industry. Like someone else could have been doing this somewhere else. I don't know. Um, but and yes, there's dance fitness and there's boot camps and I love them all. Yeah. But we just were kind of trying to mix, you know, like I explained in the beginning, how you spike the heart rate, you bring it down. You still have that kind of hit training formula within the body. Yeah, so there's some science but behind it. We didn't want any equipment because then it could be taught anywhere. Yeah. Any, right. So the and we always say that you need weight classes, you need weights, you need to do that stuff. But in our class, we're going to keep it to body weight. Cool. So, yeah. So on January 31st, uh, we trained 16 girls and they're awesome. And almost every single one of them is still teaching. And to say that they had it easy is not true. Yeah, that's bullcrap. The, the, the last ones have it easy. Just, yeah, yeah. Because they say, because yeah. I know maybe we want to talk about oversaturation here in Utah. But um, we like, I'm like, no, you guys have it easy. Every gym offers this. it. They they were pounding down gym doors. They were teaching on their own to three people. Like they put in work. Yeah. Those ladies. And they are incredible instructors. Absolutely yeah, thank incredible. Thank goodness for those girls. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um, a, what does it look like to go to a high fitness certification? Like, and B, how'd you make that? Like, how'd you decide that this is what our certification is going to be? Yeah. So, um, it, it was weird. Like, this is going to sound so weird, but like, it just kind of like floated. Like when we were writing the, the manual, it's what you want to call it. So we called it high school. Get it? Yeah. Yeah. And our first certification <laughs> had like, we may, had like lunch sacks with the thing in there, the hat. We thought we were so cute. And we thought one day we're not going to be stuffing these bags. Well, guess what? I still kind of do that, but still it's okay. <laughs> I still stuff the bags. No, we have our trainers and everything. But um, so we wrote a full manual, basically takes it through what is a high fitness class? What's our feeling behind it? You know, that's like one of the most important things. Go like into when, that. What is a high fitness class? So, Just a smidge. Tell me. Yeah. Tell like, me so when someone walks in, we want them to feel welcome, right? Mm. Everybody feel welcome, like engage with people. Like we're all there to just, I mean, I'm so passionate. I don't care what you're doing, but I'm passionate about group fitness. That could be in any form, like a GPP fit, gathering together as a group in a box gym, at a CrossFit in, in, you know, a Pilates class, but coming together as a group, especially in this digital world where everything's online. I'm sorry, you've got to get out of your house and be next to different people who you have no idea what's going on in their lives. They literally, their world could be crumbling, but you, your smile, your whatever, your energy, like you can push people. Like everyone's like, when are you going online? I'm like, you think you're going to hold that squat in your living room? Yeah, right. You're not going to do that. Like the energy of an instructor group. So we want people when they come in to just feel something different when they walk into a high class that like, okay, this is fun. I have 50 new friends, you know, and an instructor can't do that on their own. 
like especially when my classes started getting big really fast like i couldn't say hi to every new person and memorize their name can get the personal touch but uh, but everybody's touching each other but if if i say to my you know my participants like hey look out for people new or even i'll say like even today in a class just to be safe you know i've been doing the same gym you know now i'm at different gyms but same gym for the last four years and i'm like is anybody new and then i'm like you can't stand at the back you got to come in the middle like immersing my like if Cult, like my participants around them being like, oh, you're new. Like that's that's the ripple effect because I can't reach everyone. Right. And so just making people feel welcome and belonging. Can I control every class? We have 2,500 certified instructors across the United States and Canada. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Almost every state. We're not there, but close. Um, no, I can't control that feeling. And that scares the crap out of me, yeah. honestly. And I can't control, but I just know that if Amber and I keep with our mission and we are the exact same people we were five years ago when we started this, like I said, I'm the same in my classes, then hopefully that will continue because most 80% of our instructors come from being a participant. So if they felt that in their class, then hopefully they'll take that with them. Well, that's one of the criticisms, and I, I'm mm-hmm. not big on this. Like, let's let's go into some of that. Yeah. All right. The the criticisms, some of the negatives that other people have said, and understand this is not me. Yeah, yeah. I get you're where good. you're coming from. Um, the criticisms are well, these are not certified instructors in terms of like the way that you and I can. Yeah, out. yeah. Well, how do you answer that? Okay, so our just to take you through a certification day. So the whole we take them through what is high fitness, how does it work. We take them through the choreography. Then we go, you know, a couple hours on technique um, for what we do, right? The, all the moves that we do. Then we take them through cueing, which is a big part of, you know, choreography, fitness. You got to cue. If you're not a good cue. Do you have to be a dancer to do that? No. In fact, some of our best instructors are like soccer players, athletes. Like if the more you cut, because once you realize there's only four to five more moves per song. Yeah. Then yeah. So I truly believe. Um, so we take them through a whole day. And then after that. They have to submit videos and it can take one to 20 videos, but they have to pass off six badges. So this, this program's evolved. It used to be that they had to hit a 24 out of 30 and we have a rubric system of cueing, technique, intensity, um, of course, I'm going to forget them now. But you know, like performance, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Performance and those different things. You know, yeah. stamina, all those things, and they have to pass them off, and they have to get eat, earn each badge before they get there. In the beginning, um, probably for the first year or so, we didn't have that. So, but we were trying to get our name out there. But I'll say some of my best instructors are from the beginning yeah. because they were so good from coming so much. Um, and this is where I say I get that, like, and letting people certify. So some people don't want to go out there and be like a fitness professional like me because people have fallen in love with high fitness and they just want to be a part of something. Yeah. And that's so a lot of times like when we've cut off people from Utah trainings and then we get in trouble both ways. So um so we're here in Utah so I'm going to talk about it because this is, you know, all over the country. We're not just a Utah company. It was actually started in Calgary. So um but we cut people off and then they get really mad and then we let them in and then other people get mad. But my thought process is, if you're good and you're a hustler, then there's room for you. Cream so, rises to the top. I know, and exactly. I've always said this. You're not going to say this because you're too PC right now. Like, you're not <laughs> all the way PC. Um, I've always said that um, passion certifies. If yeah. you come into something passion w- with passion and the need or want to help people, you'll certify yourself. You'll learn what it takes to be excellent at what you do and to take care of people. 
Yeah, like someone can do the videos and have perfect technique and intensity, you know, in four videos and then go out and not be so great. But if they have horrible technique or they're not queuing, their classes aren't going to survive. Yeah, right? it won't rise to the top. Yeah, it yeah. won't. So like it's hard for me because people are like, well, are you going to let people in? I'm like, well, I've seen people certify in the last year who are killing it and they're out there and they're teaching and they're getting the spots because they're a hustler and they're good and they're passionate about it. So I like we talked about before with the certification, like having your, you know, AFLC. Now I'm going to call it the Canadian, the, the Canadian, after the ace versus not. Like I feel torn about it because some of my best instructors, because they are professionals and they're best at high. I'm not an expert on everything of fitness, but when I know what makes a safe and effective high track, I'm I'm a master at that. And right. that's my craft. And I don't try to tell people what to eat and to do because that's not, I'm not going to tell you what to go lift. You know, I mean, I do have certifications of that, but I am a creator and a master at high fitness. And if, if they're good at that, we always say that high fitness is the gateway drug into fitness though, because we've watched so many of our instructors who have never taught fitness become very successful at high fitness. And the next thing you know, they're teaching bar, they're teaching boot camps, they're teaching, yeah, it's, it's a gateway drug. And I'm so happy about that. Yeah, like me that, too. That's yeah. why I love it. Mm-hmm. That's why I love it. I've seen a lot of people really be successful with it. And your stuff drives them to me. Mm-hmm. Like they'll yeah. start doing the weightlifting and stuff that right? we do. Like if someone, they never stop. They do both. If it's one thing, whether it was your class that got them into fitness and now they want to do more stuff or vice versa, they were scared to do fitness. High fitness changed. Like we get so many stories. Like you literally, I did not like fitness. I could not do it. It got me back into it. And now they're doing every class at the gym. Yeah. Once they get moving their body, they start feeling those endorphins mm-hmm. again. They start feeling good again. It does change their lives. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on that. That's that's a pretty big deal. The reason I think that the whole Jane Fonda thing died mm-hmm. was she was beating the hell out of people. Yeah. I think that there were too many injuries. And I remember watching people come with wrapped ankles and wrapped knees and, and they were really beating themselves up. And one of the things I think that uh, people have said about yours that I'm not sure about and I'd like yeah. to ask you about is what about the injuries? Is it still similar? So there, it's called high for a reason. <laughs> it's high impact and it's that. But just like... I could say, I'm going to say this both ways. Just like how running, like some bodies can't do it. It's not for everybody. They have bad knees. Then maybe high fitness isn't for everyone. However, with running, you can't give modifications, right? Right. With everything we do, we give modifications. So we say, when in doubt, take the jump out. So anytime there's any jumping, jumping jack, jumping lunges, there is a modification that should be shown by every instructor during that, during that, right? So there's modifications so you can take it low, your feet never come off the ground, or you can take it up to what you want. Now, for those people that are getting off the ground and going crazy, the next step comes with technique, good technique. So we cannot stress that enough. You know, chest lifted, knee over toe, like all the good technique. Any exercise you do, if you have bad t- technique, you're going to get injured. And that's no, sure. that's no different. So that's how we feel about it. Um, is that, yeah, like, do you think you should be doing high seven times a week? No. Do I do it six times a week? Yes, because I'm the yeah, owner and I'm trying to hustle. It, right? I always say that to people. They're like, I'm like, well, don't watch me. I'm like Ukrainian stock. I don't know. I don't get injured, but I don't recommend it. Really? You don't? You've never had the injuries? No. No. Wow. I know. My whole family were like weird. Like my sister runs 100 miles and then she comes to high fitness on Monday. It's weird. Okay. Um, but I do see- Everybody was wondering how you did it. <laughs> they, that's one of the questions that I got yeah. from- yeah. Who's this? High fitness gene. Yeah. Like, how do you do it? That's too, that's a lot of hours. Yeah. Like I, I honestly like people, the, the problem is, is people get really addicted to it. Like we weren't joking, like get high, like get addicted to fitness. Oh yeah. They get addicted and that's why people become so passionate about it. And they do, they want to go like morning, night, da, 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 oh, because yeah. 
why they get addicted has it's the endorphins. Yeah. Like when you get uncomfortable and you push your body body to get really uncomfortable. At the at the middle of our class, we hit a cardio peak track, two cardio peaks back to back. What I mean by that is like burpees, tuck jump, like that is where you want to puke. I call it the puke point, the top yeah. of the hill. And then from there, we come down with a bar track, kind of like recovery, small muscle groups. And like that, like it's the worst part of the class, but that's actually why people are coming back. Yeah. Cause by the end, real so we like kind of ease it out, you know, in the end you do some arms and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, that was so fun. They forgot about 30 minutes ago when they wanted to shoot me daggers in their eyes. Right. And they've also forgot about the times that they sat there all numbed out, mm-hmm. looking at screens and this is what it elevates you. It elevates your health. It elevates your 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 yeah. mood. This, people, this people is drugs, actually, and you should take this drug. They want to be uncomfortable, and they want to be pushed. And yeah. that I was a little nervous of in the beginning that it's like it's too hard. It's too hard. And I'm like, okay, there's options. I have 75 year olds in my class who've been coming for five years. Yeah, man. They love it. You bet. Because they go at their level. But I'm not scared of pushing people anymore because that's why they that's why they're coming back. Right. What's next for you? Where you where do you go next? Where do you take high fitness next? Um. So we, I mean, we're just trying to spread in other areas. If everyone could love it as much as Utah, we take it. No, yeah. we do have little pockets where it's really big, and you know, Northern California, Southern Idaho, all these things. But we're we, we're going to go on tour this summer, Amber and I, and hit some big cities for big events you to too, spread the personally, love. Yeah, and you're going to be doing it. Yeah, like to do big classes and events. Um. You know, I don't know if Amber will get mad at saying this, but we have a book that we're working on, but it actually has nothing to do about fitness. Oh, really? Yeah. What would that be about? Just quickly. You know, loving yourself the way you are. Yes. Be your own hype girl. Yes. Yep. Yep. I mean, you're the only person. If you're scared to walk into a room for fitness, you're the only one who can change that. I to love yourself. That. I can't wait to read that book. Um, put me on the list. Okay. I'm in. I truly am. I've, I've been so inspired by you for a lot of years. Thank and you. it's just so fun to sit down and, and actually talk to you. What, what a blast. If somebody wanted to find out about your tour, if mm-hmm. they wanted to find out how to get a hold of you guys and do a high fitness class, where do we look? Yeah, so at highfitness.com, you can type right in, search your address, find a class near you. Um, and also, if you want to read anything about it, how to get certified, anything like that, it's all on the website and on social media, on Instagram or high.fitness. And I love high fitness on Facebook and, you know. Something like that. The Twitter, the tweeter. I'm not very good. We're going to be good at that soon. Emily Nielsen, what what a fun day. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. What a pleasure. Um, next week, I've got Brandon and Quincy Wimpy, the iHeart Macro couple. you got to come in and listen to that. That would be a good one. Love them. And if you're looking for a good workout and would like to jump in today, gppfitness.com. You can go there. I post a workout daily, and they're sequential. You'll like them. Thanks for joining us. I've been Neil Anderson. This has been Return to Real Honest Health and Fitness. friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities 
of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.